Welcome to another episode of Quirk Tarts. This is episode nine, and it is January 1st, 2022. Wow. Happy New Year. Thank goodness. Another one. <laughs> and another one. No DJ Khaled. Yeah. What? Well, how was your New Year's? Should we do our disclosure? Um, this is like grown folks only podcast, and we talk a lot about entertainment and shows. So if there's anything that you haven't watched yet, I mean, just spoiler alert. So we're we're not <laughs> we're not gonna filter anything out. Yes, and we said um, what we said. So if you sensitive, yeah, goodbye. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah. happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friend. It's been a long one. Yeah. How have you been feeling? Uh, Well, like you might know this about me, but people who are listening probably don't. So holidays are stressful as fuck to me. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those weird people that like, if I know a holiday is coming, I'm like stressed, like stressed, stressed. Is the stress like going like being around people, family? Where's that stress coming from? I don't know. It's something that I need yeah. to like work with a therapist or something about because it's like an irrational stress at this point. But but I did have a good couple holidays um since the last time we talked. It was my kids first Christmas and yeah first new year and it was really cool like he is a real person now like it's just so I mean weird. he was a real person before he was a real person <laughs> but like he was still on the inside this time last yeah. year so yeah that's just, so crazy to think about yeah he's like doing all sorts of stuff like we baby proof in the house now because he's crawling everywhere and standing mm-hmm. up and like pulling things down and like standing up in his crib in the morning and like everything he's probably gonna be walking soon so I'm just like oh shit I'm not ready but he doesn't you care know if that I'm ready or not you've heard that afro uh proverb right what uh, about like when when they start walking no that means like <laughs> I've heard it a lot from my mother-in-law about how Carol was an early mover. That means they're making room for the next one and whatnot. I have heard that proverb. I was just hoping that you weren't going to say it. (laughs) Should we edit that out? (laughs) No, we're not going to edit that out. But is that something you, is that something you've been thinking about though? Um, I know you were at some point, but we could also not talk about it. I mean, like, we talk a lot about, like, okay, yeah, let's have another kid. But then we'd be like, man. That's a lot of work. Exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we are washed with this this one kid. I honestly have no idea how our parents did it. And maybe it's just different times. Like, but, Mm -hmm. and, like, expectations are just so much more daunting now yeah. and like just cost of everything is daunting and i'm just like i don't i we can't like they'll be living on we'll be living on top of each other 
like I can't send my kids to like public school <laughs> like all these oh, things man. that just oh, like hey I don't even want to think about school like don't even say this yeah you know? like that's I like know. a whole situation it's stressful it's stressful yeah. so I'm, I'm but, like this like I I feel the same way that I feel about before we even had our our child right now like if it happens wonderful that's great we yeah. got two kids if it doesn't I'm happy with the, so you're with not, the one child that we have. So so you're not not trying. Yeah, I was never not not trying. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I know it's probably crazy yeah. for some people, but I didn't expect to have any children, let alone one. Like we were married for no. damn near a decade before I just had this child so yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's the look of the draw for me <laughs> but yeah I I'm for me I'm like plug whatever you need to plug up like I'm not having <laughs> another one my what shots do I have was like right? well you know that's what you used to be doing but you know since you can have a yeah. child you know you might want to think about work control and I was like nah nah <laughs> Let's roll the dice. I mean, we already been out here, you know, making it do what it do. Like, we might as well just keep the party going. Watch me, watch me end up pregnant at forty two and just be uh, like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is what it is. Forty two yeah. and pregnant, so <laughs> whatever. And it would be, I, I be was, awesome. I was thinking today earlier too. How I'm like, oh my god, I'm about to be forty. Not like this year, but like, it just seems like this year I'm like going to be 36 and 36 means you round up. It's only four more years <laughs> though. You round up the nearest day you <laughs> Right. Right. After 35, I'm 40. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, it dawned on me today yeah. and I am, I'm going to be 40 next year in four years. <laughs> <laughs> and we can both be pregnant at 42 then. I'm not trying to be 40, pregnant at 40. Let's do a pregnancy pack. So if, if you get if pregnant again, pre I'll get pregnant too. <laughs> but it will probably be like four years after you. <laughs> so after you. After you. How was New it? How was the sleep deprivation? Yeah. How was it? It, it's awful I mean you get your like you get your eight hours back eventually and like I'm sure with the second one it's not it's not gonna feel like the first one um because you're like you've been through it but it's a whole different person I just can't like you don't know you don't know um but yeah even till even today my kid's like struggling to go to sleep and it's like it's because I coddled him when he was the baby it's because i gave him too much attention no. <laughs> and now he still wants now he it's still wants that attention stuff sometimes like they do all sorts of things just because it's i'm like shit. well like, you know the very infamous notorious cry it out method like trying to get them to sleep like every you know everyone to to each their own there's no good or bad way of how like how to go about things um but i'm like he is five now and i'm like is it too late to do cry it out <laughs> are you just gonna ask me? like because i didn't do it when you were an infant now like you're doing cry it out now is is that that's what's happening 
Yeah. Either way, I'm gonna have to like face face the cry it out solution. But anyway, yeah. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't get it doesn't get easier or harder. It's just different every yeah. single month yeah. year. That's real. But the, you were you were talking about like Shadi just in, like developing and he's like walking now. I feel like when I reflected on my year. I, I don't feel like much has changed for me, but then I look at my kid and I see so much change and growth and I'm like, oh man, I guess time did pass. Like that's my only like point of reference for time now is like oh. looking at my kid instead of looking at myself, which is weird. Is that like what adulthood, like, is that what this is? Yeah, that we just plateaued. <laughs> Yeah, we're just like okay, we're just in we're just here, and then we can tell the time has passed because our offspring are growing, grown. Yeah, I have to buy so. new clothes and literally growing, and yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it to be honest. Like, it's I, nice to not have a turbulent like personal year, you know. But I also, I think I'm like starting to think about like aging and stuff and like how becoming a mom has like aged me in ways that like I wasn't really expecting you know like mm-hmm. now people when they guess my age they guess my real age and I'm fucking offended as fuck <laughs> I'm like first of all what you not gonna do is guess my real age on the first try so <laughs> sit your ass down okay like no no thank you do we look like we're in our 30s i think we do but like (laughs) but like i i looked young for the longest and now people are like no no, auntie you're not young like auntie you look 33 you do you look every day of 33 and then i look down at my ashy ass home feet (laughs) and i'm like my home feet look 33 (laughs) They have walked on God's fingers for 33 years. (laughs) You can always tell a Black woman's age by her hands and feet. Like, we might not show it in the face, but we're going to show it in the bunions. And my bunions are showing uh, Christ year, Christ walk, 33 years. And I don't know if it's because we've known each other for a really long time. And so, like, we, to me, like, I see us, like, not that I haven't seen us grow or like be adulting, but like I still think of us in college in a lot of ways. And, uh-huh. and so it's hard for me to like, when I watch shows and people are like, they're in their 30s and I like, I just feel like they're so much older than me. Cause like, I'm still just an infant in my mentality, I guess. Like, I'm just not, I'm not there with them. I'm just not mature enough. Um, but that's how I feel watching shows. It's like, oh yeah, they're in their thirties. They're Man. so old. I watch. They're shows so much older than people me. Who are like all younger than me now? I'm like, mm. wait a minute. This character is supposed to be 29. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not 29. <laughs> You're like, I'm about to be 40. Right, I'm about to be 40 in seven years. Like, I got seven years until I'm 40. Uh, I'm, I was really happy going into my 30s. Like, I felt like I came into my own. I wasn't, like, looking for, like, a 
as much validation and all that stuff. I have no idea what the 40 decade means. I feel like we're going to be swinging and banging in 40. We're going to be like, shit. What the fuck you thought? I would go with that bitch. Like, you remember when uh, Martin played that uh, Jerome Rome character? I'm like, oh, yeah. Short phone with the. Like <laughs> the older That's, you get, the more you don't the, give a fuck. The less less fucks, yeah, for yeah. sure. We gonna be two like me bad bitches, like two <laughs> old me bad with like, bunions. I'm a, like I'm gonna tell you what your problem is. It's because your feet yeah. too soft. That's <laughs> your problem. He got them soft ass feet. You ain't walked my walk, hun, sweetheart. <laughs> I mean, that's like totally get all morbid, but I really hope we get to see 40. Like this world is like so crazy right now. COVID is back at it again. Again. COVID. We're here they again. Got, they got Omarion out here making <laughs> statements on the New Year's Eve <laughs> special talking about, can y'all please stop calling stop. the Omicron virus Omarion? <laughs> Did he really? I didn't see that. Oh my god! How did I miss that? I was, I was trying to, I was trying to say off the socials more. Like yesterday, I was like, let's be intent. Like, let's try to focus. But I'm so upset. I missed that. I have to look that up after this. He was on TV. He was like, my lawyer told me to read this. <laughs> he was like. I am Morgan. I'm a singer and artist. Right, right. right. Please not, stop defaming me. Not a virus. <laughs> I'm not the cause of this virus. <laughs> Just like back in the day, you got. You know, I like how did Y2K he actually preface like my my lawyer? <laughs> it's full circle. Yeah, full it circle. was funny. I know he meant it to be a joke, but it was also kind of <laughs> sad. <laughs> With y'all. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm not I mean, I have, I, I definitely have to, I definitely have to watch that. It just, because... I don't know why it made me laugh so hard, but I'm still laughing about it. I'm actually really surprised oh. it took him that long to address uh-huh. because I feel like Omarion's just been like clowned a lot. A lot. But the fact that the Omarion hype is like Auntie Tings is hilarious. Uh, yeah, this is also true. It's definitely like just yeah, these years. Mo- this like they have no idea who Omarion <laughs> is. He on TikTok? <laughs> like who Omarion? They're like, oh, that's the dude that was like. <laughs> Your Marion challenge, like, yeah, I know. Oh man, that's the only that's the only reference he does. Or they might know him from what's it, Love and Hip Hop? <laughs> was he on Love and Hip Hop? No, Lil Fizz was on Love and Hip Hop, but <laughs> Lil Fizz, Lil Fizz got with his baby mama, and he was just like, okay, like okay. <laughs> they kind of gave up. Um, I think he handled it well. That's so sad. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think Omarion's really been in anything lately besides Omarion, that challenge. Omarion is like a full-time hotel now, and I'm here for it. Oh, yeah, you showed me. Yeah, I he it. does meditations in the morning. And I'm like, that's great. I love oh, that that's for so you. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's weird. Icebox where my heart used to be. He That's no longer has that icebox. He now has affirmations <laughs> and aligned yes, chakras. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love it. I love to see that. I need to follow him. I don't, yeah. I don't know why I don't already. It's just so funny that it's like all the stuff that we like or used to like is Auntie Ting's now. It's like, I know. Like, what's that? That's I'm so like, crazy. Ah, never mind. <laughs> Did you, did you, so speaking of like, old shit, <laughs> did you watch Sex in the City growing up? I did watch Sex in the City, um, but I actually started watching it like when we were in college, like in undergrad is when yeah, I picked it up yeah. because I had some friends that went to school with us who were like kind of into that show. So mm-hmm. I picked it up to kind of follow the conversation right, to like what they right. were talking about. Um, but my parents briefly watched it back in the day, like when it first came out, because it came out like right after Living Single got canceled. Well, I don't know if they got canceled or if they just like finished their season. Fizzled out, yeah. It, mm-hmm. I have so many feelings about that. But um, yeah, so basically like the whites only version of Living Single came out, Sex in the City, and my parents you watched know what's it. what's funny? And they had so many dialogues about how weird and interesting it was like how many oh really how much parallel it was to living single and that always oh, like stood out to me like there's a lot there's there's similarities that's like too close for comfort um between those two shows and that sex in the city aired after um <clears throat> do you have single. like an example because like I don't know that I've ever drawn parallels I understand from like a very high like high level like mm-hmm. situational but like what what kind of like is top of mind so the New York situation the Brooklyn mm-hmm. situation like white women were not checking for Brooklyn back then mm-hmm. but they were like oh yeah Brooklyn's the you know the thing like the new thing yeah. now it's like it wasn't the new thing that was just like but Boy, that was Brooke a part of yeah yeah the bougies and the creatives like started to kind of trickle into that area and had a lot of pride for that area so Brooklyn being a place for them which is like in real life they probably probably wouldn't be Mm -hmm. Brooklyn but whatever also that the lead Carrie um was a writer Khadija was also a writer but then started her own magazine. That's what brought her to um, Brooklyn was to start her own magazine. And then she brought her cousin, um, Sinclair, to come and work for the publishing company, the magazine, not publishing company, the magazine company that they started together. Uh-huh. Um, Charlotte is like the, the Sinclair character. She's yeah. like sweet yeah. and like kind of naive. I can see that. But like mm-hmm. also like very like you know kind of all over the place but also just like whatever and then the the two lawyers so you got Maxine who's Khadijah's friend she's like this tough like lawyer chick like not taking no shit like I'm up in New York spink spank spank them you know like she's just like a spank them type like bend them over and spank them like that's her and then um Carrie has her little lawyer friend. What's her name? Miranda. 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 Yes. Miranda. Yeah, yeah. 
they did make, if I remember this correctly, it's about a long time since I've seen Sex and the City, but Miranda's character was married, right? Yes, she was married with to Steve. Yeah. Yes, she and was And the married new to Steve. movie, the movie, and had a child with him, too. Yes, they eventually had a child. Uh, yeah. And I think the movie, I haven't seen the movie. I don't intend to see the movie, but it's already been spoiled that she kind of explores her sexuality in the movie. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Maxine is just like a smack em, smack em. Like, she has her sexcapades and all this stuff, but she does this cat and mouse thing with this, like, uh, big shot, like, finance guy, Kyle Barker, and uh-huh. that's like their thing that they do like a little cat and mouse like tango thing but they act like they hate each other in front of everybody uh-huh. but they're really like knocking boots the whole time uh-huh. so that's their thing but, but there's a they, lot of like Carrie vibes there too yeah no it's like Miranda and Maxine are very similar lawyer type tough type mm-hmm. but at the same time at their center they're very sensitive Mm-hmm. and they want to be loved and they want like friendship and stuff like that so yeah and then there's regine um regine and then um what's the other bad bitch name they canceled her they threw her off the uh, island um the blonde the older one oh they're all uh, old samantha. as shit now but yeah samantha Yes, Samantha and Regine have similarities. Mm. They're, you know, bougie, extravagant, high-end, high-maintenance, fuck on the first mm-hmm. date, and so what if you can pay for it? <laughs> you know what I am mean? I, like, that's their, yeah. Am I making this up? But, like, <clears throat> I remember watching Sex in the City on CW. I thought uh, Sex in the City was on HBO. It was on HBO, but I felt like when it was going through like syndications, and that's when I actually started watching it because, like, at night that was like it was on was on. maybe it was TBS. I think it was something TBS. like that. Something yeah. like that. So, like, whenever I, yeah. it got off, like the bougie, like not bougie, but like the HBO platform, that's like when it was more readily accessible. That was when I started watching it, and like I think I watched it more um one also just like be in the know of like the relevancy um of the culture at that point in time and like that was like when we were in college at the same time for me I was like do people live like this (laughs) it just felt very like foreign to me um I don't know. I was just like, how is she making money? And like, how is she buying all these? Like, I don't really understand her financial situation. And I was like, do people just like brunch all day? Like they live like, yeah, that was like, I, as someone that was trying to figure out how to like graduate from college, like being at done, I was like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was the only point of reference I had. And I like, I wasn't part of the cult following but i watched it almost religiously because it was on syndication um, and that was like all that was like at night to watch i would just like have it it'd be like back-to-back episodes like all the time i don't think i ever watched it like chronologically yeah. you know it was just like random episodes all the time that i never really knew i did watch the first 
movie. I don't know what happened. I think they went to Africa. Did they go to Morocco? Yeah, they randomly I don't know. fucking went to like North Africa or something, and they're like, "Where's that?" <laughs> That's all I remember. I'm like, "Oh, this is boring." And didn't Carrie marry Big? Big are on but and off again. Something happened. Guy. Yeah, and yeah. something. Ha- oh, oh. Was it supposed to be a wedding? Then there wasn't a wedding. I don't know. Something oh, to that effect. Yeah. Where they weren't together anymore. And then all I know about like this new movie is like the actor that plays Big is in some sort of like Me Too scandal right now too. Yeah. And then all the okay. female actresses are being like, we stand by the women. And then Kim Cattrall, who plays Samantha, is like, you never had my back. Like when it yeah, was since like, like since when are y'all about women? Right. Yeah. So it just ooh cans yeah. are ugly and like yeah. I mean also, yeah. I feel like the show itself like it had a purpose, you know. And At also I still have not forgotten the or like the origins, you know, it was like super yeah opportunistic and interesting that they aired like right after living single went off tv and like oh no they're like i mean we talked a little bit about like media and entertainment gatekeepers like last time um they they saw a format they saw a storyline that worked and like tried to what they thought was probably more i don't know palatable <laughs> i don't know what's the right word Unwatchable. more white more more gentrified um and so there are moments um where so another thing that happened recently was the insecure series finale oh, which was which we have to talk about but i I also, at the end of it, I also worried because I I was able to talk to a lot of different people that I am friends with that are, that look very different, have very diverse backgrounds, and everyone finds it relatable. Um, yeah. And like, as awesome as that is, and that's why the show works on so many levels. A part of me was also very worried that this was going to be yet another format, another kind of like kind of humor that white gatekeepers are going to take and like flip as their own and like take this very unique. So I don't even know how to describe Isa and like her writer's like sense of humor, but she does it in such a like a subtle um her her awkward black girl kind of way that resonates with more than just other awkward black girls um i just i like have a feeling they're gonna like copy and paste this format as well well yeah it's gonna be in Denver. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, there's been comparisons, you know, between Insecure and white shows. So, like, for example, there was like people for a while who were saying that Insecure is like the black version of Girls or whatever. And I don't know if you remember Girls, but it was a show um, created by Lena Dunham. 
Mm. Oh, yeah, her. Oh, yeah, her. <laughs> I'm not a Lena Dunham fan. I will go on record saying that. I don't give a fuck. She's not my friend. Um, but yeah, like Judd Apatow, Squad, um, humor and people. They were like
Team Lawrence's fans were out there. I'm like, why? He's so boring. <laughs> well, he, well, here's the thing, though. Like, Issa and Lawrence, like, low-key deserve each other. Like, that's my theory, that they mm-hmm. low-key deserve each other. So I was not mad at them getting back together at the end. I'm, I'm most more so mad at the fans for being so, like, gung-ho of, like, either Team Lawrence or Team Nathan. Because yeah. I think, like, it wasn't, like, that... Yeah even because throughout the entire season this final season like it wasn't very clear she seemed very much in love and then all of a sudden like these random things kind of when she I don't think she was ever baby. in love with nathan though to be honest Sorry. i don't think she was ever in love with nathan when she kicked that baby <laughs> she man i was like girl wildly like, oh not no she kicked she, uh, she, she kicked. yeeted the baby like <laughs> Like balling like WNBA this shit. Wow. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh and like I I love the you mentioned like surrealism. I I I love I there are moments where I really enjoyed them taking us through the almost like the different timelines and like the different possibilities of seeing where the season could end. It was also like I feel like Issa and the writers might be like, is this what you wanted to see? Like, is this what you wanted to see? Um, like here, like you can take a little glimpse, but we're going to end the show how we like wanted to. Um, but then there were moments where I also felt like uh, my concept of time was so thrown off throughout the entire season. I was like, wait, so how many years, like, did, yeah. did they, like, did Kelly have the baby yet? Or yeah, so I think to, like I was- to really pay attention to the details. I know, know how much like, time had passed. Yeah. And I wasn't really focused on that as I was like trying to focus on like the dialogue. Uh-huh. And so I wasn't picking up on like the Easter eggs. And by the time I by the time I figured it out, like then I'm like, oh right, I'm like back into like present day or whatever it was. So like I felt there was like a little bit of like <clears throat> audience whiplash, which I felt like it wasn't bad or good. I uh-huh. just like for me, I also the entire time kept thinking about like, are we gonna talk about COVID or no? <laughs> the pace, I do agree that the pace, like it was quick. So you had to like be yeah. able to pay attention to detail and do it quickly. I actually watched the whole last season um, with the subtitles on. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Cause like I feel like I'm kind of a faster like reader than listener in some ways. <laughs> yeah. And so because we're we've watched K dramas and like, right. that's we how, watched like so our... much, it's like we take it in like through <laughs> also reading the dialogue so I feel like I was able to pick up on some details in the subtitles than Mm. just like looking at their faces which was yeah yeah I think that's where I was also distracted too because I was like looking at the subtitles but I wasn't paying attention to like the nuances of like the acting or anything like that so Mm -hmm. end of the story I'm probably gonna watch the whole series again because I do feel like there were a lot of full circle moments um, in this final season um that i feel like i want to appreciate more about the only the thing that i well, it was a couple things that i wanted to see even though i thought that it went really well i did want daniel to make a comeback for a second because yeah <laughs> were you know, they, about it. they were like which, they was like they were like which one of uh, which one of uh somebody's man was the finest and everybody was like daniel daniel she was like yeah daniel was the finest i was like yeah of course we did like i don't know 
I kind of wanted him to make a comeback, but it's also completely fine that he didn't make a comeback. So I always forget his name. I only refer to him as Blue's Daddy from Queen Sugar. (laughs) What is his name? I don't know the actor's name. Oh, Crenshaw is the character. Kofi, there you go. In my brain, I'm like, that's Blue's Daddy. (laughs) When I used to watch Green Sugar, I still haven't caught up with Queen Sugar yet. But anyway, like, I was so proud of her for not fucking him. Well, you know what? He made it easy because he showed up on some fuckboy shit or whatever. Like, that's that's not true. But I feel like when he came back, it hasn't stopped her before because she's. I feel like that would have piqued her. So. I feel like when he came back, I was like, oh, that's an opening. <laughs> she didn't take it. No, she but she was, she was doing her growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was like, she was like I'm focusing. On, yeah. You know, when they came to her, you be all over the place. She didn't like right. it, but right. it kind of helped her. Yeah. You know? We got to talk about Molly. Molly. I, I know. Like Molly had the most maybe i feel like maybe molly had the most growth in the whole show oh for we everyone hated her last I think season molly definitely had the most growth the thing is like that's kind of why i like wanted to watch season four again because i remember where it left off but i just kind of it didn't feel like a continuation of that like i knew like the um like stanford reunion was supposed to like help bridge it together that they've made amends they can somehow be friends again that it's gonna take time um and so i felt like they were addressing it but i was just like i thought i hated molly but i love her this season <laughs> she was trying to do her work man that scene yeah. okay plot spoiler for y'all um, funky ass people who ain't watched the insecure <laughs> finale yet sorry for you but i'm not sorry i um, mean you should have they should tip, already, tip yeah. and Derek's send off party when <laughs> Torian and Molly's ass was high as shit oh. <laughs> in the snack room. They was eating the catering, guzzling <laughs> the catering, catering, and then they ran off. And she was like, <laughs> they was just having a heart to heart, like just randomly. And she was like, you know, I like you, mm-hmm. but I'm scared because I mess things up. And like. Yes. I was, that was like, so real. Wow. Her just stripping like, it down. I was like, "Good for you. You can do this. You can do it. You can do it." I was so proud of her. Like Molly, even you're even doing it, you're doing the work. So regardless of if she ended up with Torian was or not, there. I was so proud and, of her for like and and Dro was there mm-hmm. and like she had. To she was like, like "Oh face. yeah, this is Dro. I used to do this with him." <laughs> blah blah blah. And, it's like, "Oh yeah, where's like, your dude?" Okay. That was really clear. Yes. Oh, uh, I got a uh, baby hair bangs looking at it. <laughs> For some reason, drove triggered me so much, and I don't know why, but I feel like I kind of do know why because because you know him. <laughs> <laughs> he heavily reminds me of somebody that I used to deal with back in the day, uh, minus mm. the baby hair, but. Mm-hmm. That was a hilarious scene. I, I like. There were just right. so. so was like, okay. <laughs> he was like, I was still Adderall. <laughs> she was like, damn, for real. He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't. You couldn't have like, said it any clearer. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, okay, that's good. 
Torian, the fact that Torian is Molly's person is also hilarious. I feel like that also was another like reference point of her growth and her full circle moment of like, you know, people can change, relationships can change, like for the better, for the worse, like, and it takes time and it takes like you being vulnerable um, and it takes honesty, like, um, and like, and, and just like having no intentions, you know, like, I don't think they entered their relationship with the intent of like, oh, maybe this could be a thing. Like, no, like they were yeah. just very genuine with each other, which I thought was so sweet. And like, yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to be an auntie right now. And this is mm-hmm. going to sound problematic to my friends that are listening. I'm sorry if you're um, a Gen Zer and you hate respectability politics because I might be about to do some respectability politics right now so I'm sorry but I also feel that I appreciated Torian and Molly's relationship because they cultivated what seemed like a friendship first and like that they liked each other before they started a physical relationship and I wonder if I liked that part of it, like, because of, like, my age. Like, is it that I'm at the age now where, like, I'm I'm an auntie, where where, where I'm 40 (laughs) minus 7, and I, because of, like, shit that I know, like, things that I've been through, things that I've seen, like, the best relationships work out more, like, when you really feel like you know a person and that you really connect and like I do think the physicality part is definitely important but like relationships end how they start and if sex is the only thing that's upholding our relationship it ain't gonna work and so yeah yeah, I was like that's that's great that they kind of like cultivated um a friendship and like that they liked each other as people and checked on each other as people before they like kind of transitioned their relationship into more um romantic interest but yeah like I don't know if I have that perspective because of some like internalized respectability or if that's just like really the impression I have like you know based on like my experiences and like how I have known the best relationships to to work out so you know I mean I don't first of all I don't think you should apologize for that because I think like I mean regardless of what it might seem like I feel like we've all been through that like we're like in our 20s and like we we grab at the shiny glammy glamorous things um but like it's usually the people that stick around through like the really ugly stuff and like for her like with her mom and like trying to like make a work at work and having somebody at work being supportive of her um, and like it was something that she can't really talk to her friends about um like why like why she like he didn't tell her to like not be there you know at the work thing I feel like he understood but at the same time knowing that like it's doesn't make it any easier I think like all those and they weren't friends first they were very much enemies first they did not like and each other then, at first and then they then they became friends. right right like, so yeah. like and it doesn't happen like that for everybody for sure and like 
physicality can also like be the gateway drug before like the friendship <laughs> the gateway drug yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and like people look out but like you know even in my personal relationship like you know i met my husband when i was like a teenager and it was all physicality as a teenager and like yeah like we kicked in we're cool we're like oh like you like this show i like this show too that was the extent of like how deep things were and then over time like through all like life's life things we realized oh like this is actually somebody that like is really there for me through like some really ugly crying <laughs> and like if somebody can stand your ugly crying like how Issa like cried into like nathan's mouth like if people can still work cried through it, it. She definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> she cried in his mouth. It was really fucked up, though, that she had to wake up and he was gone in, in that vulnerable like that just, moment. It was, weird. it was weird. It was weird. It was like... But Nathan was like low-key, a little weird type of dude. Anyway, yeah. But well, like, like, I saw I him like, with I his didn't... friends. But I didn't dislike Nathan though. I just I never yeah. thought that they that they complimented each other in yeah, a romantic I way. I think it was like I think he was helpful to her in many ways. Like he had her back with like her starting her own thing and like yeah. going after what she really wanted with her career. Like he was one of the people that really supported her, you know, in that. Well, she tried the friend thing, you know, they tried the friend thing and it did it, you know, and they they tried like oh that's my friend it's like yeah well people don't be fucking their friends though and when you're 30 something (laughs) that friends with benefits shit is not for everybody so if you know that you you know are an emotional banger then you can't be out here (laughs) talking about that's my friend but we just you know no that that shit has an expiration date like i love i love how everyone found their version of a person but by, by the time the season ended like nobody was left hanging i felt like everyone like not just like romantically or from a, like a love perspective even from a friendship perspective like they like were in different places and different places in their lives like they still somehow in their own ways may try to like show up for each other um i thought that was just like very nicely done um yeah, I, I was a really big fan of this last season. And like maybe because I'm like been like trained on K drama finales, I'm just really into like the happy endings and not like the traumatic ones. It's <laughs> like, why are you gonna do us like this? Like we've invested five years. Why would you do this to us? Like I would rather not have that feeling. Yeah, it is it would have been nice to see Daniel make a comeback. <laughs> and what happened to Andrew? Like, oh yeah. What happened Andrew. to Andrew? Like he didn't do anything. Like he didn't do but anything. But that's when Molly was going through her <laughs> trash shit. And he was like, you know what, Molly, toxic. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like when wrong, he saw wrong. how Molly how Molly was like tripping on Issa, he was like, no, nah, I don't want to do this shit. I think like a lot of love and like relationships is also timing too and like just wasn't the right time yeah torian was is her person not andrew yeah so yeah yeah i did like andrew though but i didn't like his brother his brother was on some bullshit 
I don't remember his brother. That's so not gonna rewatch they, this stuff again. They I wanna say this was this was either season three or four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Molly met his family. They went on a trip to Mexico together. Do you remember that? They went on a trip to Mexico. I think that was Mexico. Vaguely. It was either Mexico or super Southern California. Oh, yes, but yes, I yes. I say yes, it yes. was Mexico. They were in a like, pool, right? It was in the jungle and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. And um, somebody did some microaggressive bullshit to Molly. And <gasps> yes, she was trying okay. to explain it. And then his brother was all like, well, like, Sharon's pizza. And she was like, <laughs> Yes, this is racist. Like, what the? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then his his wife was just kind of like, "Yeah, I mean, probably is racist, but you know, shit, what you gonna do?" And Andrew basically was like, "Everybody, just calm down," you know. And she felt like Andrew was taking. You should have had her back. His yeah. brother's side. Yeah. Um, but he, well, I mean, he saw it as like another moment where Molly was like overreacting. However, she wasn't overreacting that time. So it's yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. It was it was a complicated I, moment, but I think it was like a good example of like some of the trickiness that can happen in in like loving interracial relationships. Like even if you like love your partner with all you have, like there are some things about race that are so ambiguous and so problematic that even if you love a person, you can't understand what they're going through um, because yeah. of like race or because of racism sometimes. So I thought I that was like that a was... profound like moment in the show, like where she was like trying to navigate that and was just like, you know what I mean? And I, to your point too, like, I think that's why like, it'd be really hard to copy and paste this particular yeah. show. Cause like they're, like even like it's always like those little moments i feel like in the show that like weigh very heavy um and like you as an audience member you almost have to be stuck with the moment to like figure out why it felt so heavy <laughs> like mm-hmm. to you like if if that happened in real life it probably we've been trained to like maybe think like it wasn't a big deal or like that, um, that like move on that episode slept to me like it yeah. was it was a it was a lot to think about and it made me like think about like like back in the day like there was like somebody who I was close with like who I was also interested in where I felt like he didn't meet me halfway because like there was some people in my life who did some really micro aggressive and like mean things to him basically he probably was like why would I date you if these are your like friends and like people who are mm-hmm. like close to you? You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't even, it didn't occur to me back then that it might not have even necessarily been me, but that it could have been like the timing and then also like yeah. our social circle and then also things about like race and like how we're socialized, yeah. like racially to internalize certain things that happen that like, I just didn't even understand. Yeah. you know and it's like I was like oh is I read, that what I was read. happening back then and like I was Andrew in the situation and like didn't mm. you know yeah so I remember Molly too very iconically saying that she knows she's gonna end up with a black man so like why would she even like waste her time uh, um man but yeah like I thought funny to me but also I'm gonna let them cook because I think it's 
okay for people to want to um, love another person who's a part of their own culture. But I think the thing that I have disappointment in is like when people get too adamant about it that they like Mm. close themselves off from potentially having like a great experience like with someone else who isn't in their race or isn't a part of their culture like I don't know yeah it's I do understand though particularly when it's people of color like I understand how like a black person or an Asian person or a Spanish-speaking person or an indigenous person like I could understand how they would like really want to partner with someone that they feel like really understands them so you don't have to explain yourself yeah yeah, because like there's always there's a lot of explaining going on so like (laughs) I want to be with my person who also is cut from the same cloth because that's important to me but the thing is people can be cut from the same cloth and not be the same like race mm. and mm. but that's the trick of the race construct that we're and even if that, they're like, cut from the same cloth doesn't exactly. mean that they're the right person for you exactly you know what I mean but like these are the things that we're taught about race like this is one of the subtle ways that like the race construct kind of like tricks us yeah you know what I mean because like race is not even really about culture at all a lot of times like it is a very ambiguous construct that like rules so much of like what we do like without Mm -hmm. even thinking about it and it makes different parts of us conflicted for no reason (laughs) and it's just like yeah I'm just glad that I'm like booed up already and I'm not out here looking <laughs> right? because if I was out and here looking, so like, I would be like, shit, I don't even know. Like, I'd be like, can we, should we, should we just like, by the time we're 40, should we just adopt together? Right. We can just adopt together. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel the same way. Like I don't, I, I often say, like, I don't understand how people date nowadays. I'm sorry for anyone listening to this. Still single out there trying to find their person. Um, but I don't understand. <laughs> I feel like I if don't I was understand. still single, I would probably be out here, like, making bad decisions still. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It takes like, a lot. Knows? It takes a lot to, like, have a lot of that security of, like, knowing who you are Yeah, as a person without another without being in a relationship and then figuring out who you are in a healthy relationship and in an, in an unhealthy one too. And like being able to be like self-aware and like recognize what's for you and what's not for you. Like it yeah. takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot out of a person. So like, I, man, I mean, I'm going on almost 20 years. <laughs> we're almost like we're like we're like year like 18 of like knowing each other uh which is like nuts that's like over half my life so because we're 40 because we're 40 yeah it's nuts (laughs) wow but insecure ahead i cannot wait to see what they all do next i heard yvonne is doing a show uh, uh i'm always gonna forget i i'm so bad with names but they're she's doing a show called first gen um and like it's about like an immigrant experience but like 
I, I'm interested in, in looking forward to seeing like her twists to it. So I like I'm huh. cool. I'm looking forward to that. I um there's a show that is on Prime, Amazon Prime called Harlem that I've been kind of thinking about picking up. Um, okay. People that know what my taste in TV have said like, yeah, you should check this one out because it it has like sex in the city vibes and I'm like okay he mean Becky's aging badly vibes <laughs> sure like but is it a butt black Becky's aging badly or is it like uniquely its own show so mm-hmm. I will pick up Harlem um I also have had 20s on my radar as well so I'm no, like, yeah, um, I 20s as well and then there's um I heard that uh Squid Game is on for season two and three. It's not gonna be good. I'm, I'm gonna call it. It's not gonna be good. It it <laughs> may or may not be good. However, I am rooting for them, for the directors and the creators. I hope that they got paid out the wazoo this time. Right. The you know production conditions are much better than it was the first go around and they've really like proven the story and like the vision behind it and I just hope that like Netflix did right by them this time so I'm gonna watch it just to support the project but I'm gonna watch it too I don't know I I know it's not I I feel like for me I like and I'm I don't know that it's the case for like all creators but like I hate when it feels forced because it's like how much of this is your creative versus like someone paying you because you just have to do it at this point and so like his intent was never to make another season you know and so like i i i hope that that bullying into a season two and now a season three we weren't even talking about a season three he's probably like there's no way I, I can do this story to with bring, like um we have June back. Like I don't know how it's gonna happen, but y'all need to y'all need to bring oh, him back. I, if if he doesn't come back and be like you you missed an opportunity like, uh, for for the fan base because you gotta bring my boo back to me because it was wrong I think he, how they did him. I, I think it was a very integral part of this. He's still very much an integral part of the story. So I hope he does come back too. Like, why was his brother doing all this? Like, that wasn't resolved. Like, it was, but it wasn't. Like, yeah. um, Yeah. So I would like to see that. Um, Me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I heard that um, uh, Bridgerton 2 is coming back soon. Stop. <laughs> you made me watch that. Snooze. You, but, but, you... But, but look though, but look though, but look though. I know, I know you hate Richardson. I know this. <laughs> know this. I know you hate Richardson. But hear but me you out. Told, you but told, hear me you told out. me to watch it knowing that I was going to hate it too. <laughs> but hear me out though. Okay. Bridgerton is revolutionary because who would have thought that one of the most highly watched television shows in history would be about a Becky who's trying to catch the nut from a rich black man? 
Like, who would have thought that the most people in the world who watch TV want to watch a young white woman, turkey-based, turkey-based I mean, and teabagged this black man? It's and just it, not a very like, common story. It's like, dang, like, this... This what y'all want to see on TV now? Maybe some things have changed. I mean, I feel like this also came down, like, Bridgerton came in a very, like, still in a very lockdown mode. People mm. were horny and, like, they Holy. wanted to see, like, yeah. soft porn on Netflix. Like, they didn't want to go to Pornhub. They wanted they wanted to watch porn oh. where it was socially acceptable. And, like, Netflix is socially, like, if they can play, like, you know animated films i'm like this is fine i can watch this like you don't have to like block me i'm i'm not doing anything wrong by watching the soft porn um but no i hated it so much what are they gonna do for J- bridgerton 2? Bridgerton 2 because i thought be... he wasn't i thought he wasn't gonna come back oh no honey he is not and uh he meaning uh Roger, uh uh, Jean Page is not coming back. He was like, it is a complete story. I have scheduling conflicts. Enjoy that. Basically, translation Basically. is I'm not finna be y'all professional sneaky link on mm. Netflix. <laughs> like, I'm not your professional sneaky link, honey. I am a thespian. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm I am theater. I am Shakespearean. Okay. Oh, I want so we to don't get to see your ass anymore. He's like, no, I did that once already. <laughs> like, I could see, I could see how he wouldn't want to get like typecast as the yeah, as the as royalty, royalty that's, that's the thing yeah. too. Like, black actors can get typecast as like stud types, yeah. basically. And yeah, it's weird that that yeah. still happens in the twenty first century, but. I can yeah. understand how he would want to move on to other projects. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll I'll give it two episodes. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. How <laughs> people ask, why is Richardson so popular? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. It's because of yeah. the sex. Yeah, it was just all the little, you know, little bang bang ski ski scenes, and people wanted to know who the the little it was like it was like Gossip Girl meets uh, yeah yeah like Pride and Prejudice basically meets <laughs> Cinemax at midnight Cinemax <laughs> like it was it was something a for little bit of everything yeah like that type of thing so um, yeah I'm not I won't like it but I'm gonna watch it just because i feel like i'll, I'll give it a i'll give it a couple episodes so we, i can critique it and i will watch it to hate it kind of like how i'm doing with singles inferno right now yeah. <laughs> singles inferno that is allegedly the first of its type which like is that it's true? So funny like, to me. I feel like I don't there's think so, so much Korean variety TV. There, like, is this really the first nothing, like type of dating I don't think show anything, this way? It was so funny because I can think like so for the listeners who don't know, Singles Inferno is like this Korean dating show on Netflix, and they sell it like it's sexy. That's the right, that's the right, trigger. Right. That's how they <laughs> clickbait you. 
<laughs> I was clickbaited. They 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 sh they show they show one of the contestants' ass a lot in the trailers, and she doesn't even get that much screen time. It's just her ass. They just want her ass for the trailer. Right. Um, a lot of six packs, a lot of sweat. A lot of six, yeah. A but lot it was of grunting like, and like heavy breathing. <laughs> I, I, I'm literally waiting for this one scene to happen in the hotel and why it's just not going to happen until the last episode. Happen. That's how, and it's even not, it's also not going to be what I think it is. It's not. They did this to us, a horny 40 year old bitch. They knew exactly what cool. they were doing. Who want to see some skin slapping on Netflix, but it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's anyway, happen. I have let go of any like hope that it would actually be a sexy show. Now I'm just kind of watching it for the strategy part of it because yeah. they can't win fifty thousand dollars. Am I getting? Is that true? Show? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I think I'm getting. I might be because, getting mixed up with another dating show, but no, I mean, they're getting they can win money for this. Singles, no, Inferno. it's not. Do they they win fifty thousand dollars. I'm getting this mixed up with another show, but it would be more interesting if they still win fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I think. I Let's think what make, they're winning okay, is here, publicity. This is what we can do. Okay, we're gonna yeah. start our version of this, and we're gonna call it Heartbreak Hostel. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Hostel conditions. Hot break, both, heart, both heartbreak in, hostel. No, it's gonna be a hostel, like, the, like a hotel hostel, like a hotel. But yes. then, like the the double entendre, it's right. like it's also hostel. Got but it's it. also okay. hostel, and they'll have to compete <laughs> like Squid Game version. But they don't get oh. shot. They don't get shot with real bullets. They get like hit in the face with like you know the um, paintball or something like that. And then when they go to paradise, they'll go to some like penthouse or whatever. We might get sued by Netflix, but it would be dope if we like spoofed it because it's hilarious. But, so but how do they win the money? I don't know. I think I think I made that up. I made that up. I don't think they actually win money on this one, but something else. But like I'm in watching. ours, but like yeah. in ours though, like how would they like if they yeah. pick each other consistently or like yeah? So if they pick another person who's a winner like if the winners like somehow pick each other but let's say they don't know their score so let's say the judges are like picking their score in the background oh and they've isn't been this scoring like a circle progressively <laughs> yeah but if they pick each other then they win them okay. so yeah it'll be like a combination of things anyway okay, okay, I I can see but it. singles inferno is not steamy at all right now i'm watching it's it for the strategy and the character types because I feel like they're interesting I feel like they really kind of like and here's the thing like y'all know that I'm completely like a foreigner to like Korean culture and stuff however I have seen a lot of Korean TV over the past couple years and I really feel like Singles Inferno the casting is really like honing in on those like Korean aesthetic stereotypes like you got yeah. the baby doll type you got the dragon lady type it's probably racist you got the like you know 
mysterious kind of sexy type you got the but like, then they all have like these like side personalities too where yeah, it's just but like then oh they like all have like this duality cold. like she's very hard to approach but then yeah. she's so sweet and she helps me it's like yeah. huh but i'm following because i've seen so yeah. much korean tv yeah. over the years it's like it makes oh i see what you're doing but like why but i feel like and the why men... is it somehow like virginal at the same time like why i know are we pretending like y'all are like virgins and they, <laughs> they found places to like make out where there's no cameras i'm sure because like i'm i'm i know that like korean dating scene is very like um you know then no one's fucking on the first date kind of thing but y'all are stuck on an island together like what there's no tv you don't have phones y'all really just talking like I can't, I cannot believe that that's actually true. I'm sure they're trying to put this, push this image because they know this is aired. Um, so I know, like, I don't even think that they probably knew in the moment this was going to be sold as a sexy show. <laughs> I don't know. I just know, like, all the ones that I've seen so far that have gone to paradise, like, y'all all are CEOs. Just like, y'all all are like, own your own ambassadors that own your own businesses and are influencers and like already have your blue checks and all this like thousands of followers did you follow them on instagram you know i followed them on instagram because (laughs) instagram old funky ass like knows what i like they know what i want they hand me people every day to follow algorithm so i've already followed all of them they show instagram showed me the new people before i even saw the newest episode (laughs) so fuck you instagram (laughs) instagram probably thinks i'm like a korean auntie but instagram is very confused about who i am yeah my instagram is all over the place but it's so me like it's so yeah it's it's like it's like i collected all of the data what are your projections (laughs) for the singles inferno cast like i don't know they keep they keep kind of like switching it up ever so often i don't think anyone's actually into each other is the thing yeah like I, I, I think they're think just so stirring either. I think they're just stirring up drama because they know like there needs to be like a show um they need to like be interesting and like the only interesting person to watch for me uh, on the men's side is Sehun <laughs> he's interesting to watch because he is giving me like mega fuckboy energy like it's so weird because every all the females found him very attractive when he's cooking like that's when he has his moments it's like when he's cooking for everyone i really like so for those who don't know you also like don't know his profession right because you're not supposed to know their profession but he slips up sometimes and says things like i never thought i would be cooking on this show or cooking is the last thing i thought i would be doing i thought i'd be doing are you a restaurateur are you yeah. a chef? Like, he's a CEO of a re- He's a CEO. <laughs> of a like, yeah. uh, whatever. But yeah, Salem is like my least favorite of the guys. I feel like. But I he, I love him so much because he's so, <laughs> he's such in, he's such a teenager, like with all of this. And like, he's, he knows he should be strategizing. Like he knows that he's just like, 
no, I literally like like this one person and I will not give up. And like, I know I would, I need a hot shower and like a legitimate toilet at this hotel. But no, I'm just gonna keep, keep, keep grinding on this like one person that I have no connection with. And like now he's just doing it to be like persistent and not because he actually like likes her. I bet he doesn't even like realizes that he doesn't, he is probably the most genuine person though on the show so far. I wouldn't say genuine. I'm going to say transparent because that's true. That's I feel true. like I, I feel like we really don't know him at all. I feel like he probably is doing his persona thing because he wants to like be remembered on the show. Mm. I feel like he has a dark side and like a mean side to him because he was definitely snapping at So Young like when she basically was like hey I know you like old girl but I like you like you know what I mean so don't trip off her and he basically came back and was like he overreacted I was mad when you said that and I was I'm like yeah and he's like I'm about to cry right now like what is wrong with you that's all boy stuff like I love watching him I'm so curious about his age I also feel like they lie like they talk they talk about Jun Jun Sik is twenty eight. He says, "Yeah, I'm like this. There's no way he has no to be older than that. He's twenty eight. He's thirty five. Right? He's at least our age. Yeah. And same I can see it in Jun Tech. He's probably yeah. our age too. Someone he's thirty. I'm like, boy, <laughs> you are you are not you are not. We need we need someone to fact check all of like, them. Yeah, y'all lying. I, even I, in even in your Korean age, you lying." <laughs> So this is talk, also true talk to somebody else stupid because there's no way so going back to soya though she is getting so messy i thought she was like i don't know why i thought she'd be better than this but i like, knew i knew when so young walked down the steps that she was gonna be messy because she slid <laughs> down them steps with that black dress on like <laughs> like i'm finna be doing this or whatever like I'm she she's one of the people that I'm watching on the strategy side because yeah. I definitely can tell that she's like her gears are like going but like, all the time about strategy but the strategy is like for me I'm like the strategy at this point there ain't no money there's no cash prize it's not, not love <laughs> it's not fifty thousand dollars and like for her too like i don't think it's love so it's like is it just publicity for your like boxing gym it's i don't fun. get it maybe she wants to be an actress and it's hard to get into the k-drama world when you're 34. maybe no. maybe um yeah, by her she's, acting she's, she's selling the drama <laughs> she got the, she's like she's got her bible <laughs> Oh yeah, was it June Tech? He was like, "Oh, are you a Christian?" She's like, "Yes, yes, yes, I am. Mm, I'm a church. Oh yeah, so church mm. girl. Uh, oh, my girl. Okay." And the same thing with like, uh, Hyung Jun. Like, I feel like he's a little dramatic too. Like, he he's always a like he's. I feel like he's like low key, low key on some fuckboy stuff. I don't know how I feel about Hyun Sung. Like, I don't know how I feel about him yet. He's the new guy. I like the tattoos, though. His tribal tattoos? Like, what is this? Like, like 1999. (laughs) 
Exactly. So I wonder his age. I am not completely caught up, so I don't know his age yet. But I'm like, maybe. Oh, I don't think we know. Maybe yeah, tribal tattoos had like a pop comeback in, in Korea. Korea at some point. But I'm like, hmm. looking got those Vin Diesel tattoos. Yo, Vin Diesel. That's a man. We have to talk about that in a second. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, okay. So I think what 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 we have wanted to do was like to rate the men. So yeah. you have we have Sihun who is, uh, what are we gonna call him? Oh boy, no one. The, the annoying one. The baby boy. I don't know. The baby. The crybaby. The crybaby. Okay. The cry baby. Rate rate from one to ten, like the whole package, not just like looks, not but just like looks, personality. The whole package. Yeah. I'm gonna give Sailor a five. Yeah. A five, maybe a five and a half, maybe a six. I, I feel I'm like not, if it was just about looks, like he's not bad looking, like he's good looking, like mm-hmm. on his Instagram, like you know he, you know he's good looking, but his personality is just he's. I feel like he's low key crazy. Like I think he has a a, a bad, oh, bad side. Yeah, he's, he's a, a little bit. He's definitely self centered too. Like yeah. when he's like alone at the desert, like in the desert when everyone goes on his dates, like he somehow managed to make every single conversation about like him. Yeah, and like so I can get that craziness. I would I would also say five, five or six, yeah. five and a half. Jin sick. He's like I'm the sick. like most. Yeah. Um, Least screen time. Least screen time. Like male. I'm gonna call him Mr. Boring. <laughs> He's so boring. He's, He's boring. really here for his business. He's yeah. really here to push that like health brand product. But I think he's the most good looking, but maybe because he looks the oldest. So <laughs> me as an adult <laughs> woman is like just based on this looks. is the most appropriate. <laughs> like he's the most good looking objectively but also i'm like significantly older than him which is weird but i thought he was my age so i would say him. significantly what two Six. years five years <laughs> <laughs> oh wait he is 28 i thought he was 30 <laughs> nah, nah, nah. we're 40 remember <laughs> so, i'm gonna give him like he is like a very boring <laughs> he's very he's a very he is a very boring three for me. I mean, he's a three. I'm gonna give him a five too. But I feel like everyone's just going five. I feel like his looks bumped him up to five. <laughs> I don't, I I don't like know. I don't know anything about him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Juntek. Like, when he, he made, like, when they all said, like, he made the strongest first impressions, this is true. Because he is the most, like, they they even said, like, oh, he looks, like, Korean-American. I'm like, this is also true. Like, he has a very more, like, I feel like American appeal, whatever that means. Um, but his chest hair. <laughs> he's about what that means, though. Like, like Korean-American look. Yeah, he's got like, hair. Because in he general, has facial hair? Like, is that because he has facial Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Like, sharper, like, sharper angles. It's not like they can they make Korean Americans different from Koreans, but like I think like just like Tanner, I don't know Maybe. style was different. Junpei oddly reminds me of C1. You know C1? Yeah, that he's yeah. like an idol from Super Super Junior. Yeah, he's an idol and an actor. He um, 
Yeah, he, he has he those And she was pretty. Mm, yeah. He reminds me of him for some reason. I don't know why. For some reason, he reminds me of him a little bit. But I don't know. Something about Juntek is off. And I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like he's he kind of has like the humor and the humor is the thing that's like working for him with like getting to know other but people also, but at the same time he has like a like a sticky thing like I feel like he had yeah he's like low-key like a little sucio like he could be maybe like a little grimy too so yeah like I want to like humor is like his his like and that, defense thing it's it like probably no, that I'm is. grimy if I keep it funny and keep it lighthearted. Keep it light, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't take anything seriously. Um, but I feel like that personality just wasn't the personality I was expecting. I was yeah, expecting a lot more like cutthroat, like yeah. bachelor kind of like personality. I thought he was gonna be on his grown man shit because at first he was like, Yeah, I just want so yeah. I wanna kick it with Soya and that's it. He's like, not oh, grown at all. Yeah. He's not grown at all. He's a child. Yeah. And like she called it though, was like she was like, I don't usually date younger guys and I thought you were older actually, because you gave off that vibe. I'm gonna give him like a six though, a seven. I'm gonna give him a six and a half or a seven. Mm. Only because he's entertaining. Like this is I, true. I, I am enjoying I'm him- watching his messiness. I think I would have given him a seven if it wasn't for his like very manicured chest hair. I give him a six. His chest hair is hilarious. I actually love. Why? How did he decide on that shape? It's so intentional. It's like a little like bullhorn thing coming right out. Very specific style of chest hair. Yes. Yes. Also, my kid is like still up for some reason, and it's like freaking one in the morning. I'm concerned. It is. I'm concerned. He has a he has a parent. Your your audio. Yeah, crisis averted. Anyway, what are we talking about? These crazy people. So, the women. Wait, did we rate all the guys? I think we stopped at. Uh, uh, oh, Hyung Joon. Yeah, he's, he's boring too. I, are they just all boring? I feel like all the men are pretty, pretty boring, which is kind of why I gravitated to Sehun. At least he was like giving us something interesting. Like he's like low key, like maybe a little grimy too. And he also was much older than I thought he would be. Like, I thought he was younger, like, on the younger side. But mm. he's one of the older guys so far. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he's 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was interesting. He, yeah. He's not that attractive to me. He's got that little baby face. He's like a teen idol. Like, an idol type. Yeah. But. Uh, what about the. Interesting. Sihan. The actual, the one that like everyone said like looked like he could have been in an idol group. Him, yeah. He, um, I don't know. I think like he was like really bogus for like leading on Gian, which like I don't think like they clicked anyway. But then like 
once he went with Gia, yeah, like he, he was, was like, like a little on pretty thick with Gia, and then was like, "Now nah, I'm just playing." It was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> it was just weird. Like I feel like he's just like a little—he's a little weirdo. He was like, I don't know how far you are in the recent episodes, but like he eventually like kind of backs off, um, which I think was like a decent thing to do if you're like, okay, now a third contestant that I have. To- like another person I had to fight for her love. Um, so yeah, I think like he was like a little, he started getting a little embarrassed after a while. Yeah. So the ladies then. I feel like out of the ladies, like I think Selyan is my favorite, but only because she's like one of the messiest so far mm-hmm. but i feel like she's like more transparent like about her messiness whereas i feel yeah. like gion what's her name right gion the neuroscientist Gion, yeah yeah i feel like she's more covert about her messiness like she knew she didn't like say who like yeah she she let him on but she was like trying to be nice about it and it's like girl rip the band-aid off don't be nice about it right like him be like no thank you but she probably wasn't really that sure i don't think because like i mean how can they be like i don't know they're i am maybe i'm i'm also like projecting but yeah she knew yeah so I, I think Yewan, but one is by far like my favorite and I wish she got more screen time. And she's the one where I like her Netflix too. Netflix publicizes her literal ass like a lot on the her promos. Cheeks. She got the best cheeks in the group. She definitely has the best cheeks. She's a Pilates instructor. Um I just feel like she's like very authentic too. And like all the girls like her yeah as well so yeah she's my favorite and i'm like i'm um, i'm waiting for her moment to shine i also i also don't think like her and john sick even though like that's the one that she's had her eyes on i don't really think that they're clicking either yeah which it is what it is yeah the two new girls the two new girls kind of seem like more of the same to be honest. So we'll see what happens. I'm gonna yeah. keep watching just to keep watching. Is it like, like I, I don't feel like know anything about them? Yeah, that's true. I mean like, you kinda do. I mean you you have your the, your fuckboy and your messy categories and like the people that feel like actual people and like you also know the people that are more than likely there for publicity's sake for their businesses to like get their brand out there and get the follows for even for their 15 minutes of fame you kind of know it like i like i feel like maybe two people are there for like actual love (laughs) not for like the love love of marketing but yeah, I'm gonna see this one through just because I feel like I haven't seen a Korean dating reality show. So I was like really curious how it was gonna play out um, just cause I'm just curious on how 
Korean entertainment formats their shit. And like, there's a lot of problematic stuff with like their mentality and like what kind of women are superior mm-hmm. in terms of appearances, as yeah. well as the men. Like, there's a lot yeah. of like different things yeah. that are like very weird. But, um, but, but I also think like talks a lot about like probably what dating in Asia is like um so like I I find that more so like as a interesting thing to see from afar yeah it's like it is but at the same time it also seems like oddly familiar Mm. like even though it's said like oh this is the first show of, of its like type it's like it's not I feel like we've seen this show so many times like through other variety shows or even through Terrace House like I feel like this is mm. highly like influenced also, like, by this is Terrace true. House yeah. like with um, the peanut gallery too peanut gallery but then also just like the character types like how they casted the show like I feel like um the Terrace House like Tokyo cast like I feel like Gia is kind of like a Risako type in some ways, or like Gia and Yewan are like a mixture of like Risako and like you got like Jun like Juntek and like Junsik are like Kenji. Like I just kind of see like character types combining from yeah. like previous like terrace house cast and it's like yeah. oh this is why this show feels familiar that might be like, why you know what I, I mean like, like this, t- is, this is oddly familiar to 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 me but so. I feel like the thing about terrace house that always like I kept watching terrace house was not for like the love stories as much as it was about like the friendships that were forming and like the people that are actually trying to like grow personally and like, they were like that actually grew in like Go oh, like the oh, I forget what that kid's name is the one with the little like ukulele, <laughs> uh, but like maybe but he was like he was in the Hawaii one and like I he's know, just he like really just wanted to find a girlfriend and like he kept trying he was persistent and they kept being like turned down but he kept going at it and like he like but in a very like not like in a creepy way but very much like. I like you and you know like let's go out and like trying um but then also like pursuing his work and like professionally and he was just like yeah he was a lot more appealing even though like he wasn't like the most attractive guy that was there he was friends with everyone this is I get what you're saying but this was like definitely meant to be like let's just see like romantically what these people can like but it's like it doesn't yeah, like not having the friendship aspect or the them working together aspect like built into it more it, it, than it's it is like now. You guys it's, need it's a fight. Missing, yeah. Right, it's missing something. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how this ends and like, um, I hate the peanut gallery too. They're so like not interesting. Terrace House peanut gallery was like hilarious and like unfiltered, but also like, I feel like they got canceled for a reason. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, they got canceled. Was it like some shit going on? Is so the did one person get canceled, or was there like tax fraud stuff? I forget which. Not look. Terrace house scandal. 
And then, oh, and then someone passed away. Yeah, she committed yeah. suicide. Uh, but I feel like yeah. there was something with that house, the fall of Terrace House. <laughs> There was something else too, though. It wasn't just not that that isn't enough, but like yeah, yeah. The peanut gallery, I I enjoy the concept, um, but I just this particular peanut gallery just doesn't feel very fun or entertaining. I think only one of them is a comedian. Mm. I need, I, I guess I need more people that can like make light of the situation. Anywho. I felt like there was some sort of like tax related thing too. Could be making yeah. that up though. It's probably that same show with like $50,000. It has me thinking about the 50000 I don't know. I need to let it go. But anyway, we've been at it for a second. And I think there's still so much to talk about. One of the things that came into my head was like the whole beef between Vin Diesel and The Rock continues, which is hilarious. Like I didn't know they had beef until The Rock is just like, I'm not doing another damn fast and furious movie. Like y'all need to let this go. And Vin Diesel's being all like, your time has come you have to do this movie for Paul. He's like, now, do you um, think like, don't bring Paul Walker into this. I'm not doing this. Or your movie. kids. He like, he also brought in his kids. Like it was just my weird. kids call you like, yeah. Oh, do you think it's because Vin Diesel has been typecast and he's like, this is the only piece of work I can do that can like make money. No, no because he's had several like roles that are not just the action that, movies like he's done voiceover work for like several successful um animated films and also like guardians of the galaxy like he's one of the voices for a character in, in there so why is so why is like, he so hung up on this i think it's just a i think it's just a a dick swing contest oh mm. yeah i think it's just like an alpha male thing and he knows people will see the movie if The Rock is in it. And if he's not in it, then people may or may not see it this go around. So um, that's so gross. But, yeah. but I also feel like there there's enough. When did you how many Fast and Furious movies have you seen? I have seen six of them. I think I've seen three. Six or seven. So I was like really into the fast movies, but then like after I feel like after the Brazil one, it basically just like lost its appeal. Like they could have stopped with the fifth one. I feel like the fifth one, it was good. Like they could have ended that way. Um, but there's they wanted about, to keep it going. There's about to be ten. Like what? what move like it's the final, how many it's the final chapter you know i mean there's a bajillion star wars movies there's a bajillion uh star trek movies you know you got all when did 
Marvel, when, Avengers, superhero movies. They're like, we're going to be the Avengers of multiracial cars. cars driving through buildings and like wrecking public property <laughs> people. Like that's what we're going to do for as many movies as people will go see. Yeah, it's, I mean, in the last one, who was in it? So Vin Diesel. I, I didn't see the, I didn't see the last two. John. John Cena, Tyrese, and Ludacris are still in it, and Michelle Rodriguez is still in it. That's so crazy. That is pretty nuts that, like, most of the original cast is still in this. Firmly. I'm not about, I, like, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm probably, I'm probably going to watch it. I'll, I'll got to see the, I got to see the last one. It's probably not going to be that great, but I have to do it just to say I did it. So it's, it's like yeah, I've kind of was, grown up with the with the fast movies with the too. with the Sega. Yeah. yeah. So I'll see it. But the appeal Isn't has it been so gone. S- it's been yeah. gone for a while. So how many shows have we talked about during this podcast alone? It's like, well, we're going to hate it, but we'll still watch knows? it. <laughs> who knows? Who yeah. knows? We, know we how are long both- we've been talking. We both work full time. Our yep. like our parents, um, yep. like our our caretakers for yep. for our immediate family, and yet we yep. still find time to watch stuff that like it doesn't make sense for us to watch, but we'll watch it anyway. Right. It gives us something to do because right. we have nothing COVID to do. Is not going anywhere, contrary to y'all trying to will it into going somewhere. It's not. So are you I was very curious if I was like the only one feeling that way of like I was kind of I kind of had to turn my my social media off because mm. um, I was kind of I don't know jealous sick of looking at people enjoying time with their family or like going places still and I'm just like I don't have the luxury of doing that. And like the more I saw it, the more I'm just like partially FOMO, partially like y'all are irresponsible. Like you think I want to be stuck at home? Like everyone's like, we have to live our life still. It's mild now with this new variant. And I'm very much like, I don't, I can't think that way. I like I can't for my family like I just can't for the like greater good of like you know society I wish I could but I can't like I I wish I could be at that too like I want to also have my life back yeah I would love to see you in person one day like like of course I want that it's been like several years at this point (laughs) since we've been together in person but yeah yeah I um I've been thinking about some of the same things and you know I my like immediate family is in my bubble so we've always had like you know me and my husband and my child my sister and brother actually lived with with us um when COVID was just breaking out so we were all in the house together like in the same bubble um and we still seen each other for holidays and stuff which I recognize is like a privilege but I like I want to travel and I want to go like do things and 
figure out how to do it and do it responsibly. So, but it's just so unpredictable, but I, that I don't feel like I know what responsibly means anymore. Like, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Like I got, I'm, I got the vaccine fully vaccinated. I'm going to schedule like my booster shots or whatever, and just try to, you know what I mean? Like, quarantine before I take my birthday trip and stuff and make sure we're good but I want to drive somewhere I'm taking a road trip uh for my birthday so we're gonna rent a car and go to Albuquerque and oh you've been wanting to go for so long I've been wanting to go to New Mexico for like a while I have some really good friends there and um yeah so I'm hoping to still like you, be able to do like that you said, too. like, I think there is ways to do it responsibly. And like, yeah. I think like everyone's circumstances are also different. Yeah. And so like, I say all of this, like knowing that at the same time, I'm like, I like, I haven't met my niece yet. And she's gonna like, she's like nine months now, yeah. you know, like I, I never saw like my sister in law pregnant and like they live out in california and like there's no like we would have to fly there you know my they met you halfway halfway for y'all both will be like 15 hours i know it's nuts and like we we thought about like getting an rv and like doing like a cross-country thing Mm -hmm. and like cairo's like fully vaccinated now too um but like all of this just like well like we're going to go see a newborn (laughs) like which is like yeah it just doesn't feel like the right thing to do but at the same time I'm like I don't know how many holidays I have left with my parents and like they live 15 minutes away and they still said no to like coming over for dinner which I totally understand um because like my mom is immuno compromised and like I'm like and they're not boosted yet so again like yeah it was another holidays and like this one hurt more than last year because like this one I didn't expect I I expected to like have like a full-blown like holiday dinner with my parents and like I felt like it was taken away because people are continuing to be irresponsible so I don't know there's definitely people that are still not taking all this seriously and like I just I'm at a loss you know but I'm just trying to do the right thing and like model and make sure I'm being as like safe and responsible as possible and hopefully the trip that we take like we do it the right way and like everybody stays like safe and stuff but yeah it's it's so complicated like if COVID is here to stay like does that mean that people never travel again I don't know like maybe it doesn't but yeah if you think about like the amount of like what's our new normal right like I think I'm still trying to think through like what does a new normal like look like for all of us and then how will our kids like navigate the this new normal and like what will be different about like how they you know travel and interact with friends and like family and stuff like that like Shadi's never even seen another child in person like yeah and I'm just like I don't know what will that mean like a lot to to think about you know 
Well, I hope like 20, I mean, the thing is like 2021, we did see what a glimpse of like uh, a step towards that new normal was people getting vaccinated means that, you know, even when people are catching this new, like the new variant now, it's not as severe as it was during the, like the first surges, mm. which means, you know, vaccines are are working. Are they 100%? I don't think anyone can guarantee 100% anything. And I think like living in that fear and anxiety of like being that like one to 2% is very real still. Um, And I just really hope in 2022, like um, more people are encouraged to get vaccinated if they aren't already. And like, there's just less like, I just hope people get tired of fighting like over what is, you know, just, just do it. Like we people, hopefully, I don't know what it's like in St. Louis, but like here, like people know to mask up, even if they're not vaccinated, like I'm sh- like statistically showing not people. Here. No. Not here, people walking around without masks on, you know, a lot of people are anti-vax around here and it's just it's scary. Um, that is I don't know well, how to like wrap up this episode where it's like yeah. not depressing and I just we've been like at this it up for almost two years though which is crazy that's so nuts we've been we've been at this for two almost two man, years man we are we are I don't I I don't know if the audience knows whoever is listening out there but like <laughs> it takes a lot of effort for us to like really intentionally make the space to do this like we both get busy and like we do this typically like late at night because it's the only time that we can carve for us to do it's just let a lot of these things out like um and like we do like we we do like we text and like i'm sure like we talk to our significant others and then people in our circle but like being able to just focus on this, like, um, means a lot to be doing this with you for the last two years. And like, one of the things that my husband told me too, is just like, it's so great that you two don't always agree on the same thing and that you guys can still like talk through it and like, and like be okay with it. Because like, I feel like we, to kind of piggyback off of the last topic, is like, I feel like we need more of that in general. Word word like (laughs) we don't have to agree on everything to like be in community to care for each other and to just like yeah be in this thing be up in here being 40 but not 40 (laughs) (laughs) but if you round up it's almost about to be 40 yeah that's crazy (laughs) it's just so crazy that we've been at this for two years and it's like we still had a nothing lot has changed, but so many things have changed yeah. too. And it's just like, I'm just in a really like reflective state. Like I'm not a new year's resolution type of bitch, but I have decided <laughs> that my new year's resolution, it, it resolution is to like, I want to learn how to put myself first. Um, I think it's a powerful lesson to learn. And it's a timely lesson to learn because I want to be able to like, model for my child and for the people around me like either who 
I work with or who I do things in a community with that like caring for others like doesn't mean that you that you should come last and like I think I have gotten like really used to like always putting like other people and other things like before myself and before my own needs and like I actually don't think that that's like good for me you know so like I want to learn how to put myself first and then see how that like helps my life and how I'm able to be with others going forward so like I got a couple different things that I'm trying to like be more intentional about this year like like saying no like not filling up my schedule like just being okay with having downtime like where I'm not doing anything boundaries all those things are like me things that like other people can't do for me so yeah I'm excited it's gonna be fun because then I get to be like, I love that for well, you. my New Year's resolution was that I'm putting myself <laughs> first. So I'm going to have to tell you no. And hopefully you're rooting for me. Hmm. Well, this I'm is rooting for you. <laughs> Minus seven. Minus seven. I love that for you. I love that. Did we do it? I think so. My New Year's resolution is to drink more. So... right i'm gonna drink more wine i have a spreadsheet i have a spreadsheet of all the different wines that i've like that i've um and it's almost it's similar to yours so don't knock it and i'm not not, this is i wasn't expecting that but i'm intrigued i i'm i'm literally like i want to drink more wine because i feel like i know what kind of wine i like but i've been recently surprised by a few wines that like I didn't know that it was kind of like unexpected that I like I didn't think I was a white wine person but then it was like you haven't really drank the right white wine (laughs) say that sometimes fast but I feel like to kind of it's a similar train of like line of thinking is like I want to learn more about myself and like not hold myself to this like productivity schedule of like you have to like your new year's resolution has to be like reading X amount of books or like losing X amount of weight that I still need to do, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to pressure myself into like making this resolution about like another way to be productive. I am productive in so many ways that like I typically don't measure for myself and I just don't want another thing on my to-do list. Like if I need something, like if I want to do something for myself, like I want to find out more about myself. Like, there's not much that I can do, you know, like I can't travel or like eat funky like things. These are things that I love doing, but I've tasted every single corner of this fucking city. Like there's nothing left for me to eat. And so I'm like, you know what? I, the thing I haven't explored and I think I've never really explored before um, was just like appreciating liquor and like knowing that every single bottle, even despite its label can taste different and like, really kind of explore like what I like and what I don't like this as a way to like find more about like myself preparation for court for... charge travel because Ooh. we'll have we'll have a travel show one day in oh, addition to our podcast so like and I'll be like be a sommelier like, right you'll be the like wine food and, and beverage yes <laughs> and I'll be the social issues and like culture you know, culture <laughs> person and that's what we'll do 
I I love that for us. I love it. Should I join you in New Mexico? <laughs> yeah, yes. I would probably be like a 25 hour drive though. If you drove, but yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. No, but seriously, we need to plan our uh, meetup for next year let's let's have that as like the quirk towards like resolution like let's see if we can meet up once this year in person to do a podcast that beats out let's do it let's plan it let's look at our schedules let's get our schedules we'll find we'll find a space we'll find it we'll find it thank you everyone for tuning in as usual and listening to the nine people the nine people because we are up 28 percent y'all like smack that like subscribe one and a half people y'all we see you (laughs) yes thank you we are out here we literally see you in the numbers tell your friends and and tell them you know when you're working out when you're cleaning we're like the perfect podcast like when you're cleaning doing mm-hmm. laundry folding laundry mm-hmm. or just like during your work day when you just need some like intellectual white noise like that's this podcast we just that's need us. like an auntie who's 40 you know minus five or minus seven <laughs> so just like inspire you <laughs> with a little messiness <laughs> we are thank definitely you still here thank you and good night bye y'all Wow, wow, wow.